Hello and welcome to Rose Ed, and it's finally au revoir to Ollie. Hope you're happy, Hannah East. As Manchester United managed to make Watford look world class. Meanwhile, Arsenal were annihilated at Anfield, but things are looking good under and and Antonio Conte at Spurs as they come from behind to beat Leeds. As always, here with Hannah East. How are you doing, Hannah? Well, I'm still alive. I haven't I haven't left my bedroom since we did the podcast last week. Like genuinely, I've been so ill. So ill. I want to start the podcast on a positive. <laughs> I've, been so, <laughs> I've been so poorly. COVID's no joke. Well, there you go. So, welcome to Upbeat Football Comedy Podcast, Rosette. And, uh, any any of these like non-vaccinated people, just not for me. Well, do you know what I mean? Five Bayern Munich players haven't been able to travel with the squad for their Champions League game, which they played last night, yep. actually, um, including Joshua Kimmich, who's like the the star man, I would say. Which is, and basically, the German labour law now means that uh, you're allowed to withhold wages from people yeah. who are unable to work because they're not vaccinated. Not if they get sick from COVID, but if they're not vaccinated, it's like, well, yeah. you should have got vaccinated. So, Yeah. Why would you not get vaccinated? Yeah. I know this is a totally different thing, but I genuinely have been so ill this week that I'm like, I don't know how ill I would have been if I wasn't fortunate enough to be double vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. So there you go. So yeah, why I just don't know why tell them, do it. So get it done. Yeah. Also, here is Mike. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> Hello, mate. I'm good. Thank you. I'm, uh, I've not got the COVID, so I'm doing slightly better than Hannah. You're a bit sad because Arsenal were, were humbled at Anfield, weren't they? Nah, I don't well, think yes. I'm sad. <laughs> it's, it's I'm, not. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sad because I think that's happened in the past and it, it will happen again because they're one of the best teams in the world. So, you know, take it for what it is. There he goes. See, Mike's turned over a new leaf. He's going to be, like, yeah. not, he's not going to bite. I, I want to introduce a new item this week, guys. Because you can tell I've had some time off because the running order is jam-packed with <laughs> that I've just invented out of nowhere. There's no, one of the reasons I was late today is because I was literally writing down so many ideas. One of them was Hannah's seven-foot granddad. I was like, we could talk about that another time. Right? <laughs> so that's something to, to make sure you listen next week for. But Mike's told, told me that apparently this item has already been done, but in a slightly different way, on Sky One science show for kids, Brainiac. But I wanted to do an item called Things that make you go, mmm. Oh, for God's sake. So I'm going to do a live jingle. It's time for things that make you go, mmm. Oh, that literally so makes me feel sick. I feel so, so uncomfortable. I feel so awkward looking at you when you make a sex noise. He, he used to do this on Nash, National Radio as well. He made, he forced me to, uh, with intimidation <laughs> and bribery, to, to make a jingle of him doing similar things. Uh, to like a Marvin Gaye track. Well, the 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 item then was, or the jingle was, it's time for transfer tip bits. Mm, oh my god! Tasty. And then we do some transfer news. <laughs> it's weird that that that, that station went under with golden content like that. <laughs> Things that make you go, mm, it's basically stuff that you enjoyed this weekend. It can be from the world of football. It can be from your personal life, right? So, I mean, I'm just going to go first. And I would like to say Rodri's goal for Manchester City, Mike. I love a rocket, just like ping, top corner, yeah. nothing like it. Um, that made me go, mm, what about you, Mike? Was, was it a wonder strike? It's not, like Eric Dyer's? It's not a wonder goal. It's definitely not a wonder goal because it was like, you do see that quite a lot. Uh, Victor Wanyama scored one away at Anfield to make it two all a couple of years ago in a classic game between Tottenham and Liverpool. Classic. Absolute classic. <laughs> what a classic, man. But you do see that quite a lot. There's a, a prominent football pundit who calls it a thunder bastard, which I quite like. I do love it. It's, it's a screamer, isn't it? It's a scre Screamer is anything yeah. that makes you go, as it hits the back of the net, you go, <laughs> Yeah. You just let Joe, are you, like, are you okay today? I'm excited. I'm excited to see you both. <laughs> like... <laughs> Not because you've been up all night banging. <laughs> Good. <Not that>. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, <laughs> um, you're welcome. So, <laughs> so Mike, what made you go mm, this weekend? Um, I'm going to go similar fashion to you. I think Reese James's goal um, in the Champions League against Juventus. Yeah, wallop. Because it's just the purest of pure strikes. Like the way he hits across it. The way that it's not even like in the corner, but it's just so powerful and hits so clean that. Uh, Chesney just can't get a hand to it. it like the, if you watch it in slow motion, it's almost like you think Chesney has time to to move his hand to to block it. But the way that it's hit, it's so crisp mm. that there's just no keeper that could ever keep that out. 
even if he had like the reactions of a of a mongoose, so, <laughs> of a bobcat. <laughs> so yeah, it was. I, I think Reese James also as well because he's just unbelievable and he's been great this season. Scored loads like that actually. Do mongooses? Is mongo mongai? What's the like? Plural, I don't know. But the mongoose is mongoose. Mongoose. It would be mongoose, wouldn't it? Mongoose. I just saw I some mongoose over there. Do um it's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Do the mongooses have good reactions? What is a mongoose? Yeah, I think I saw of um I might be wrong, but I think I saw a video of a mongoose fighting a steak. A steak. Fighting a steak. <laughs> fighting a ribeye. Fighting a fillet. <laughs> fighting a fighting a snake. And I think the mongoose one, because it has like ridiculous reactions and it's like a a, a predator. Is, is that right, Hannah? Yeah, it's like a little Sorry. meerkat thing, isn't it, from what you're showing? Yeah, like an otter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks really cute. Well, they, Are they vicious? Well, yeah, no, but their, their traditional enemy is the snake. So Rudyard Kipling wrote a short story about uh, mongoose, <laughs> mongoose fighting snakes. Um, so check that out, kids. That's one. If you, do you know what, kids? If you're bored of TikTok or I'm a celeb, why not read Rudyard Kipling's short story about <laughs> mongoose and a snake? Um, Hannah, what made you go, hmm? This well, nothing, because Ole got sacked. So I feel like this weekend was very disappointing and I lost my sense of smell and taste. Um, so it's a very difficult, very difficult weekend for me. That, that was an mmm um, for a lot of United fans, though, mm. because a lot yeah, of them wanted well, him out, Hannah. So. Yeah, I think it was time, wasn't it? And I think the club have done it really respectfully. Sorry, we're not going on to talking about Ole right now. and That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Why did I look bored? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Sorry, no, I was, <laughs> just kind of I was looking at the running order, sorry. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Which has got, yeah, Ole at the top. Yeah, that's fine. We're good. We're good. Um, but I think a lot of fans, it was time, wasn't it? And he'd reached his capacity with the club. He'd done some good things and progressed the club, definitely. But it was it was time for him to go. Um, and especially this season, watching um, what, like, the results have been pretty so I think as a fan, it was the right thing to do. Do you not think Definitely. the exit... Um, for him to leave, the... <laughs> not to be sacked, he left. Well, I mean, you did want him he to be sacked. sacked. This is, you are part of the media machine that got that man sacked. So well done. Yeah. Well, he needed to go, didn't he? He just said he needed yeah, he to leave. Literally, <laughs> literally. It's like, you're like yeah, a he... human version of clips of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, he did, he did need to leave. What did I just say? It's COVID, what? So, so, no, so you said, you said it wasn't right that he was sacked, but he needed to leave. And then you, and then I yeah. asked you another question and you went, he needed to go. Yeah, well, he, he did. He did. That's what I mean. Like, I was joking because he was obviously sacked, but we're joking for the fact that in the in the media, it's like, oh, he left. He, you know, Oli has left Manchester United when obviously he's been sacked. Um, is that the whole point you were making? <laughs> we're just going to cut, just okay let's start again so this weekend i lost my sense of smell and taste and obviously it was a really <laughs> weekend because uh ole was sacked from manchester united which was the right thing for him to leave as the, the media have uh have put out there <laughs> that was good that's a good take i'm leaving all that in by the way i'm leaving all of that in <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is it i've got such a covid hangover Do you think it's a bit weird that he did that exit interview though that's a bit like <laughs> some splitting up with someone and then meeting up for a drink to chat about it afterwards it's just a no he's he's answering questions for for fans and i think it was a really really tastefully done and it was really him showing his respect for the club he's not just a manager that's come in to the club and has never been affiliated with manchester united before he's his life has been about the club and as a fan and somebody that's watched his journey i, I was really um i had so much more respect for him for doing that you could see the emotion in his face piss off joe i could see i could see the emotion i could see the emotion in his face and it was actually um nice parting words you could see that he genuinely wishes a club well it's not like he's been sacked and he's like yeah i'm gonna go and sign for a, a rival club well, i mean i don't know who take him on as an appointment but um you know, I, I was, I was, uh, as a fan, I was pleased but to that. But I don't think the fans of the other 19 clubs in the Premier League felt quite the same. Mike, Mike, how did you feel when you saw that Oli had gone and he gave an exit interview? Um, I was sort of like, I think it's quite a classy move from him. Like, fair play if, you if you've too, just been honestly. sacked. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'll, I will counter that with it is, it is a bit embarrassing. Like from, a, from an outside perspective, it's like, yeah, you've just been sacked and you're going to go and sit there and talk about like the next manager and you're going to talk about the players that have just betrayed you on the pitch, essentially. Yeah. It is a little bit embarrassing. And I think it sort of sums him up a little bit because he essentially was a caretaker manager that got, 
you know, some good results and sort of brought a bit of a team spirit back. But in actual fact, as a manager, he was pretty poor. Um, and I think it was just that thing where it's like right place, right time, um, you know, ushering in a new sort of squad. And he's done that. But similar to Frank Lampard, when the stakes got higher, i.e. they brought in like proper, like world-class talent that needs to be maximized, like Jane Sancho, Ronaldo, yeah. etc. He wasn't quite there. Um, so it is a little bit like, all right, it sort of sums up his, his tenure a little bit. He was, he was, I don't want to say he was a cheerleader, but he was sort of like a manager you, you just put in charge to, to oversee a certain time. And you felt like eventually it was going to happen where they were going to appoint someone that was like an elite manager. So I, I, I really like Oli. Like, I think to be fair, he's completely like sacrificed himself for, for that club because he yeah. loves it so much and he it was what they needed at the time but now they need to move on didn't you say you got seven and a half yeah. million quid as well hannah yeah, I, well, yeah that's what i read um it's like seven and a half like similar to steve bruce leaving newcastle yeah i'd do an exit interview for that it's like how are you feeling yeah. no not seven and a half that for his contract um to leave yeah to buy him out of his contract yeah this is yeah. yeah, 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 quality. Not for the interview. No, but no, but that's what. Yeah, I, not for the interview. But that's what I mean. No, that's. I'd do an interview like no. no I don't think it that. was dependent on him doing the interview. No, but what I'm the, saying the is that when, when they go, "How are you feeling?" in the interview, I'd be like, "I've just been on that West app, and I feel I'm absolutely buzzing, mate." <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> Monza's on fire, yeah, though. I'll, I'll say whatever you <laughs> like. Just comes in as like one transaction. Yeah. <laughs> Domino's all yeah. around. He's like, no. It's I hated it. Right, I'm going on holiday. Imagine how much hoosh cream you could buy with that. Oh, literally, literally. His, his willy will be like, oh, it'd be like an action man down there. Smooth. <laughs> Ollie, Ollie's got some interesting stats, though, and I wonder if, like, we've been a little bit harsh on him, right? So he won 91 of his... Hun- Who's been harsh me. on him? Um, and you, yeah. at times, to be fair. I think Mike's actually the yeah. only one who hasn't really gone at him that Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think so. So he won 91 of his 168 matches in charge of Manchester United across five different competitions. But more than 20% of all of Manchester United's home defeats in the Premier League have come under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think, like Mike, I don't know what you think. I think that's what did for him in the end. He had this amazing away record, but the home record yeah. absolutely stank. And that's obviously where the fans who set the agenda and then go on social media yeah. and say stuff are going to see the game. Mm. The, the thing is, I, I think there's such like a disparity between fans in the stadium and fans on, on social media. So I heard, so apparently he was, I, I, I didn't watch the game, but apparently he was booed by a section of fans after the, the Watford defeat. But then I heard someone else say, which I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard someone say, oh, literally um, it was a few people and it was like hammed up as like a, a section or a group. So so, so really, if, if you're looking at it, like the actual fans in the stadium, I don't think many of them turned against him. I think they, they probably thought it was it was the end of his his tenure and he'd, he'd come to the end. But the the abuse and sort of like criticism on social media makes you think that the whole fan base was just like Ollie out, you know, Ollie doesn't know what he's doing, Ollie's useless. But actually that's such a microcosm of the actual entire thing. And it's like, it's it's so weird because if, if we judge everything by social media, we would just think like the world is on fire and everything's awful, but it's not true. And would they be booing Ole or would they be potentially booing the players? Like David De Gea's interview on uh, at the weekend was kind of like, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. But it's like players also have to take accountability for that because ultimately it, it, laid, it lies with Ole, the manager. However, watching the that performance and the performances so far over the last few weeks that have been terrible, it's like, the players have turned, the players have given up and yeah. maybe, maybe the fans were actually booing, um, probably not agreeing with some decisions that Ole's made, but ultimately the responsibility does also have to lie with the performance of the players and how much they're, they're, that it's just been terrible. Well, David De Gea is golden, isn't he? Because he's been exceptional. Um, brilliant yeah. again against Villarreal last night. And also he said, we don't know what to do with the ball, which isn't his department. So he, yeah. he, was like, look, yeah. he was like, look, I'm smashing it. These pricks. <laughs> Just, no I other mean, player would say that because work. then you're, you're blaming yourself. Like if that was like a, yeah. like Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes not going to say we didn't know what to do with the ball because then it's him. he's indicting himself. Yeah. So. I don't know. It comes to me and I'm just like, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, what do we do yeah, with that this is, that, that is such a cop out though. Like these, these players have to take responsibility as well. I agree with yeah. Hannah there. And what, so I don't really agree with Roy Key much, but what he said about United, players being bluffers and getting managers sacked. He said it back after Mourinho. He was like, you know, the players got Mourinho sacked. They're going to get Oli sacked as well. And 
I think they have. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because on the Bruno Fernandes thing, so when Oli was getting booed by that small section of fans, Fernandes yeah. went over and went, no, blame us. And I've seen quite a lot of cynical people in the media be like, that was just a blag, like a PR thing from him. I don't think it was because I don't think like he's that kind of Machiavellian to plan that. But it's interesting because I, I certainly felt like watching that Watford game, Watford looked like, I mean, playing like 1970s Brazil. Like Literally, they were just <laughs> annihilating United. But United yeah. were appalling as well like some of the defending yeah. was just like that penalty that was given away Fernandez sliced it McTominay brings it down Maguire's second yellow card it was just comical and that's players that have totally lost focus yeah, and gone. discipline and that is time for a new manager because they're just they're just not listening it's like hungover Sunday league players isn't it where you can't control your emotion you're frustrated and they're just they just seem so dejected and so like drained from the whole thing that none of them are there's no leader on the pitch and that's what they need they need that from a manager and the players need to step up we've got so many big name players but they just don't they, they haven't gelled together and they don't seem to um their formation just isn't working together and hopefully that's what we'll get from from another manager that will come in who will have that authority and have that experience and, and be able to handle the the egos that are in the team and then hopefully we'll see um, uh, another side to the performance. Well, let's talk about the manager because there's quite a weird dynamic going on at the moment. So Michael Carrick is in charge as an interim coach. Yeah. To be, he's the interim coach waiting for the next interim coach who's going to take it to the end of the season. Then you'll have a new manager. That's what I understand is the plan at the moment. So uh, read yeah. today that Ernesto Valverde, former Barcelona manager, is being approached, uh, as has uh, Laurent Blanc, is one of the names in the ring as well. He's obviously a bit weird, Laurent Blanc, but like he does have a connection with the club. Um, yeah. Steve Bruce as well. Roy Keane, which that is, I, <laughs> I'd love Steve Bruce, right? But I think Roy Keane would be my dream because the way that Ole like sort of struggled a bit with the media attention, Keane would just like really, he'd double down and go full psycho. And it like, would Scolzi keep having such a pop at United? if psycho Roy Keane was the man in the dugout. Is it, is it the right thing to, for such a big club, is it the right thing to get ex-players to come in, uh, in management? Because you have, um, I think it would, it would be better to, uh, to get somebody that has got more credentials, a bigger name to deal with the likes of for example, Ronaldo. Oh, well, yeah. So somebody needs to come in, not a former player, not somebody that's played with him before. Like that just... <laughs> For me, not literally, obviously. <laughs> and um, thinking, you're right, Cristiano, you know, you're doing your Legos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. I thought you were meaning in a sexual way. I thought we were going in a totally different direction for that conversation, but it's fine. Um, a hat trick. Yeah, I think some... So somebody, um, yeah, somebody with uh, more credentials, I think, would be better um, at the club. Well, it looks like it's going to be Poch, doesn't it, Mike? Because Zidane is apparently waiting for the PSG job to become vacant and long-term yeah. got his eye on the France job, which would be perfect because Poch seems to be hating life in Paris. And I'm not surprised because you've got Mbappe and Neymar as if it's just like working for a horrible, evil corporation. It just sounds minging. So... I think he is going to go to United, which as a Tottenham fan, I don't really want to see, but I'm sort of... I'm over Poch. I'm able to move on because I've fallen in love with someone new. So You know, Bucky's favourite is Brendan Rodgers. Bre yeah, do you think it'll be Brendan though? Because Leicester have been stinking up the Premier League this season. I mean, I'm just saying, I've got oh, a bit God, of here we go. This oh, here I'm, not, we I'm go. not saying where my sources come from, but I've got inside information that it will be Brendan Rodgers. Can you Rogers. tell me where your sources Exclusive. come from? I'm not going to use it on nope. the pod. Several minutes later. The deal for Brendan Rodgers yeah. is definitely not done. And all the chat has been pointing towards Pochettino from like really reputable sources. Mike, do you th I think it's going to be Poch. Yeah, I mean, I think this interim stuff is... It's really weird that they included that at the bottom of the statement on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Because it's like, is that just to throw people off? They literally said, you know, Carrot's taken charge on a temporary basis and then until we hire an interim until the end of the season. But... I think Poch is the guy. Poch is the one that was in the frame before Mourinho got it. Mm. Uh, yeah. It didn't quite happen because, if I remember, he wanted to stay at Tottenham at that time. God knows why. Wow. Um, but Big that, that was the man they wanted. Wanted apparently, <laughs> apparently, Sir Alex wants Poch as well. And yeah. as we know, Sir Alex um, is, is the main man still at United, yeah. uh, we think. Um, so I, I think Poch 
is is their man. It's just whether it's, it's just how it happens. I mean, and I listened to him talk about it yesterday before um, in the lead up to Paris Saint Germain's Champions League game, and he didn't really sound that convincing, to be honest. And I could like, what else is he going to say? He's not going to say, yeah, you know, United have contacted me. I'm going there right now. I'm leaving PSG. Obviously, can't say that, um, but. I think he will end up going. It's just whether it's now or at the end of the season. But I, I don't, I don't buy into this interim nonsense because it's weird, isn't it? Just get—it's only November. Like we're, we've literally like played what 11, 12 games. Like yeah. you can't write off the end of the season by saying we're going to bring in an interim who's going to be there for like six months and then we're going to hire a new coach because what what does that do to the players? What does that say about yeah. the sort of coach that that you're bringing in now? What is just, what what's the aim there? So. I think just they need to go all out and get Pochettino uh, or Rogers because I, I, I think both would be good at You want to get balls deep in Pochettino, don't you? Yeah, as Hannah said. Yeah, yeah. Up to yeah, just get in there, get in there, up to the knuckle. Well, you do, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's he's like your hero. What Joe isn't did he? last night. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as a as a fan, right? I'm thinking I've only got a finite time on this earth. I don't want to waste some of my precious life away with interim managers. I want to see progress at my football club. Um, speaking of a football club that's not making progress, let's move on to Arsenal. Humbled. I think that's that's harsh, Joe. <laughs> Humbled. Look, at the end of the day, like oh, Liverpool are li- li- no. At the end of the day, yeah. Liverpool are one of the best teams in the world, and yeah, we were humbled. But I think you can you can eat a slice of that humble pie and and take it. And and just and just understand that you're nowhere near Liverpool's level. Liverpool Klopp has been in charge for five years. They've played exactly the same way for for the past five years, and that's a team that is obviously together and they've won like the biggest trophies um, that there is to win in football. So at the, at the end of the day, you have to understand where we are and where, where they are. We're very early into this into this sort of project, and I know that that sounds like shop talk, but it's it's really not because I think after the, after the first three games of the season. Everyone wanted Arteta out. Everyone thought he was going to be the first manager to be sacked. We just got smacked 5-0 by, by Man City. Um, but we've turned it around. I think he went eight games unbeaten in, in the league um, to go ten overall, to yeah. go within two points of Liverpool. And r- right now, if you look at the table, we're not even that far behind them. I think, obviously, the, the litmus test is going to be when we play the likes of Man United. Tottenham. Um, okay. And I think we've got a few other tough games coming up uh, around the corner. And those sorts of games where you can judge it, but... I'm I'm not worried about Arsenal if if that's what you're inferring. I'm not going to start saying Arteta. I'm not going to start singing songs about my manager for him then to be sacked a few weeks later like someone else on this show. So yeah, you, you won't get that from me. <laughs> Hannah, did you see the touchline scuffle between Arteta and Klopp? Yes, so it I did. Looked, yeah, because because Mikel Arteta was dressed a bit like a like a jazz poet. <laughs> like it looked like it looked like a fight at the Christmas party between. Um, a teacher and a, a year seven. No, student. I was going to say between between the art teacher and the PE teacher, right? Because Jurgen Klopp was in his tracksuit and like his baseball cap, and like Mikel Arteta was yeah just been like smoking his gulwar menthol outside, and maybe like chatting to the cleaning lady that the PE teacher fancied. Uh, but a lot of people are saying that, that they think Jurgen Klopp did that on purpose, Hannah, to like g the crowd up. Do you think that's possible? Yeah, but we know that Klopp does this all the time because remember what he did with Sean Dyche? They did the same thing. He winds other managers up to the point where they they get really feisty, and then he'll stand there and just be like, "Oh, you know, yeah, what are you nothing. doing?" And then in his interview after, he's so like, "Yeah, it's just football. That's what we do." So to him, it's really normal. But to to people, can you imagine in the stadium like watching the managers? Like that would generate so much more excitement and such a better atmosphere. So maybe he he literally does do that as like a a pantomime effect for the oh, crowd. Sean, I don't Sean, know. you're bald. And guess what? Your beard is ginger too. <laughs> oh, look, Mohammed scored again. Sorry. <laughs> I think that is potentially slanderous. <laughs> if he, if he knew so that someone, someone thought that was how he sounded. <laughs> I really hope because I think quite a lot of people who listen to this podcast and watch the videos don't know anything about football. So they're going to think that's exactly how he talks. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But there's Who's that German manager that's really oh, camp that fights everyone? Who's the German, the German manager? He used to be a teacher. He used to be a teacher. <laughs> um, but Mike, there's nothing better. The best thing in football, right, and I hate it's one of the reasons I don't like Martin Tyler, right, because he's always like, nobody likes to see that in the modern game. Everybody likes to see a fight on the pitch. Cool. That's the best thing. That, that's the second best thing. 
the very best thing is when two managers go at it. That's like Arsene Wenger getting sent to the stands and standing on that little ledge in, in Old Trafford. Like still one of my favourite moments. Everybody loves yeah, managers doing mental things. Um, Arsene like Wenger Mourinho, against Alan Pardew so as well. Good. So many. Alan Pardew doing the little dance. So many. <laughs> yeah, Alan Pardew's dance. Um, Phil Brown taking the doing his team talk on the pitch at halftime when managers do something totally mental. And like Hannah, as you said, Jose Mourinho, right? And he's done he's done another peak Mourinho thing um, this week, right? Because there's this guy they promoted from the under-19s, I think, at Roma called Afina Jean, right? Now, this guy not too long ago was playing for a Ghanaian amateur side. Gone to Roma, right? Being in the under-19s, Mourinho's promoted him. He scored a winning goal last week. This week, came off the bench and scored two against Genoa to give um, to give Roma the win. And Mourinho had said he would buy him a pair of trainers that he really liked that cost eight hundred euros. Um, so Mourinho bought him, and these trainers are awful, by the way. They're like ski boots; they're dreadful. But I'd rather have the eight hundred euros. But Mourinho bought him these trainers, and he's got this like. He, Say what you like about Josie, but he's wildly entertaining. And he's like, yeah. he's done what he does at every club and he's found one player in like, me and you are just going to be BFFs. And that's it, mate. Like for, forever, we're like, we're the original odd couple, this Ghanaian teenager and Jose Mourinho. But yeah, it's nice, isn't it, Mike? I don't think I've ever felt more conflicted over um, a person in football than Jose Mourinho. It's like one week, I absolutely despise him. And then the other week, it's like he's an absolute legend. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just can't make up my mind because in a, in, in a footballing sense, I feel like he's reached that point now where he's like one of the, the extinct dinosaurs of football where he's like reached his limit. He just goes into a job and then not long later, he's been sacked. Mm. Um, but then he does something like this every once in a while. And it's like, oh, you know what? I bet Jose behind the scenes is an absolute lad. Like yeah. He, yeah. he just absolutely is. And like, I, I want to be that that best friend of his because I, I want to <laughs> see what he's like But behind the mask. I just feel like he's such a nice guy. Well, he, but we don't um, see it enough. He bought Sergio Reggion, um <laughs> a big ham. Oh, the ham. For Christmas, yeah, didn't he? Because Sergio Reggion yeah. couldn't go home for Christmas. So he bought him a traditional Spanish ham, which is like, <laughs> honestly, this thing is like three foot long. And then Reggion had to pose on Mourinho's Instagram with him while he gave him this giant <laughs> joint of ham. Brilliant. Really awkward because he was vegan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, obviously it's your boss. You've got to do it. But it's like, what the f***? How am I was, it, was it like gold or something? Am I making that up? And it's real. There was, there was something special about it, wasn't it? it? It was like thousands of pounds. Yeah, it's like a special Iberian really? ham that you had to have fluid yeah. flown in. But then it's like... Oh, right, not Tesco values. <laughs> yeah. Backpack special. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it. It's taste the difference. So, <laughs> there you go. One for me, one for you, Sergio. <laughs> but I, I had a really, really good story about him, right? So um, this is from someone who works in football and I don't know if it's true but I really want it to be so Mourinho's cleaner when he was at Chelsea is uh, a Bulgarian lady and basically like one day I don't know what happened she was like chatting to his wife or something and apparently her son had been denied a visa to come into the UK and to kind of like gain entry into the UK to work so what Jose Mourinho did unbeknownst to her was found out who he was and offered to be his visa sponsor so obviously when Jose Mourinho sponsors your visa, then chances are the person's going to be a football fan. So you're like, definitely let him in. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, but he, That's he, works, he, is, actually, he is actually a member of a, a far right extremist group. Yeah, but just Jose, isn't it? It's like, yeah, but he keeps, you know, Jose's got loads of hands yeah, for him. He keeps so, getting his knob out in the park. Yeah, but Jose, so what are you going to do? Um, he probably didn't get his knob out in the park. That is, that is, sorry, I can't really say that. Um, but Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mike, <laughs> has provided 38 Premier League assists since the start of the 2018-19 season. He's amazing. Reese James is amazing. How do we get him into the same England team? We don't. Right, good. I think... I think... <laughs> there we go. No, so I was, I was actually thinking about this... Uh, Yesterday, oh, so I was talking to a mate about, about, about I was talking to a mate about England and stuff, and I just think that um, Rhys James is at the moment a level above Trent because he's the whole package. I think Trent is like exceptional going forward. Obviously, is like a bit like mini David Beckham playing at right back essentially. Um, but I think Rhys James is just like everything. Like he's he he, he potentially could go on to become like a world-class like right back 
Like I was gonna, I was gonna go really far and say like all time great, but that was way too. He's far. amazing. He's but I think he's player. got he, he's got huge potential because he's he's the whole he's the whole package. Like he's scored so many goals this season, but he's also a great defender. He can play centre back as well. We've played there a few times. He's strong. You know, he's fast. He's technically unbelievable. So I think he's just in a different category to Trent at the moment. So I think if if you're England, get rid of this back three nonsense. We don't want to see this back three crap anymore so just just go to a back four put put James there because you know he can do both sides of the game and then just get more get more midfielders in like I feel sorry for Trent because he's he's a great player but he's great for Liverpool because their whole system mm. is built around the fullbacks creating everything yeah, yeah. like their front three their midfield is not like the archetypal creative like force so that they use their fullbacks which means the system's created for him yeah so that's why he probably doesn't get into the England team. So I don't think it's really a debate as much as I love Trent. I was going to argue Trent's case, but Mike's really convinced me, Hannah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's really very eloquent. It's really weird. I felt like I was on a different podcast because it all made like, sense. Oh my God, yeah. So articulate and, and correct. I didn't even touch my nipples because I was really listening. <laughs> We're both like... Oh. <laughs> He just said a really long word in there as well. I don't yeah. know what it was. Quick, Hannah, talk about fingering Ronaldo again. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Did we talk about that? I missed well, that. Well, we talked about sex, but I've sort of gone... <laughs> and I, I said I'd let Ronaldo play with me when we talked about playing, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Did that I is, say no, that? That is, why you're separate, that is why you're separated from Andy in the house. You said other people... That's why Andy's <laughs> locked you in a room. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't have COVID. Yeah. He's just locked just me in a room. Take a week and calm down. I've been here for a week. <laughs> um, right, it's finally time for the big story. The moment that I know Mike certainly has been waiting for, and I'd imagine Hannah as well. Um, the start, the Conte era has begun. This last Sunday is the moment we will look back on as the start of dominance for a new European dynasty. You've had the great Milan teams under Arrigo Sacchi and Fabio Capello. You had that Ajax team of the early 90s. You had Madrid um, with the Galacticos. You had Pep's Barcelona. And now, Hannah, you have to admit, after that comeback against Leeds, Tottenham looked like the coming power in European football. Yeah, but you didn't say that after his first game. Conte out. <laughs> no, he didn't say that at half time, Hannah. I'm pretty sure I got a Conte out message when they were yeah, one 0 down. We definitely got a message from you at half time saying Conte but out. The, the, obviously, as a joke, was it? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, 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 I do, I do say this to troll you too. But I mean, I think that's where, like, on a serious note, like the good managers earn their money is when you don't play well in the first half tactically you've got it wrong Leeds were fantastic by the way I did think like it wasn't Spurs being bad Leeds were brilliant on Sunday because I did watch I thought we can't get we can't get out of the ball here but the fact of the matter is they got a lot of injuries no Rafinha no um I'll say Bampton Debbie Bampton used to play up front for Doncaster Bells in the 90s um, against my auntie who played centre-back for Croydon Ladies. Won the double, not a big deal. Um, <laughs> what? Do you know this, Mike? My auntie played for England. Did she? That's so She's cool. in the football museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I went to the football museum. Quite... What, she is? <laughs> All day. <laughs> She's just there. She's like me in this room. She's just she there, said, the football she said, museum. She hasn't moved. <laughs> she said, Joe, when they asked me to be in the football museum, I didn't know it was going to be like this. It's a nightmare. <laughs> She's in a cage. <laughs> like night at the museum. Like an episode of you. Yeah. Have a nice Christmas, Auntie Brenda. I'll see you in January. Another turkey sandwich. Yeah, eat that. Just put it through the little letterbox. Yeah. Uh, but no, I went to the football museum in Manchester quite recently. And um, I told the uh, the bloke, like one of the security guys, I was like, oh, um, do you know where Brenda Sempari's exhibit is? Because he, uh, he, she is my auntie. And he's like, he's like, all right, mate, like, yeah, I'm a proper mank. And he was like, radio up. He's like, Dave, Dave, yeah, yeah, like, got a lad coming up to see you, yeah. Brenda said, Paris is antique, so can you show him around, yeah? And he was like, all right, mate, yeah, yeah. So sent me up. And he looked quite, like, quick, like classic kind of, like, grumpy mank. But did something really nice. Set me up, right? Next bloke gets me, shows me, like, the exhibit, talks through the whole exhibit. Oh, next, next thing I know, I get a tap on the shoulder. It's the managing director and the head of PR. Before you can say it's your auntie. Your auntie. Yeah, just coming out of the place. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. <laughs> trapped against the Stop glass. <clears throat> she's just like, like gnawing you because she's not like eating a morsel on the last <laughs> yeah. they won't let me out. Shut up, you love it. Because um, we're all northern. Um, but... But yeah, like, and they were like, "Oh, it's a real honour to have Brenda Sempari here. It's um, it's lovely to have her." So yeah, she's in the football museum. So wow, there you go. You don't. That's really that. cool. Yeah. And I have ended up 
like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, family are very, very proud. Um, but yeah, Spurs, Spurs won and Conte turned it around at halftime. Tottenham were much better in the second half, really aggressive. Uh, fullbacks got high, pressed them. And Hannah, that's where, that's where good managers earn their corn, isn't it? As people say, like when... Well, let's just let's just give it a few more games till you know you settle in. But it was, before we start with it, because uh, I'm, I'm obviously bitter. Um, so, well, I wouldn't have wanted Conte United anyway, nice. but I'm just saying. Um, hey, I don't like him you anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he would have been the right fit for United. Um, but yeah, because because you're so irritating when um, Spurs win a game, um, I'm purposely never going to say anything um, complimentary. So yes, they brought it back, but the first time, is that is that a sign of a good manager that can play not so well? You in the first half and bring it back in the second or would you want that consistency that Liverpool potential? Well, yes, obviously you would like to win every half. All right, just saying, because you just said um, that's a sign of a good well, no, manager. No. Yeah, but it's a sign that you got it wrong, right? It is, of course it is, absolutely. Yeah. But it's one of the signs of a good manager is to be able to make tactical adjustments within the game and outthink the opposition manager. Mike, I mean, you can't deny that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember Conte uh, famously did that. I remember, um, I think when he was at Chelsea, we... We like battered them three 0 or something, and that was actually what caused him to change system to a back three, and then he, they went on and won the league they, with with Chelsea. They won fifteen so he games is, in a row, didn't they? And Tottenham got eighty six yeah. points that year and didn't win the league. So, yeah, unlucky, mate. Uh, but yeah, so he is he is a like a, f- a flexible manager. But I think you will get bored, like because he's his football <laughs> typically is is quite is quite boring. So you know, enjoy it, enjoy it while you can. But he was, he was, all I loved like the, I'm so easily, <laughs> if you only listen to the Sorry. podcast, watch the videos because Hannah's doing <laughs> stretches to illustrate how. It's so immature, like it's not funny at all. It is funny, I'm laughing. That does sure. Um <laughs> I did ask tracksuit bottoms on and my thermal fluffy purple socks really fit. Is it those tracky bees? They look like sort of thick woolen tights. No, I'm wearing the Adidas tracky bottoms. Well, so can, can you say, can you say immature again? Immature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when we did the whole thing about Primark and you were like, sorry, isn't it Primark? And I'm like, Primark? I am so shocked. I did a little poll on Instagram and um, everyone calls it Primark. because yes, that's what the yes, shop's called. <laughs> Apart from me and four of my friends from North Allerton who call it Primark. Bloody Primark, they don't know what they're talking about down south, bloody hell. And Joe, I tell you what, it went down like a lead balloon when you said, I don't care what anybody from North Allerton says. And friends like, who's this? No, what I actually said was, I don't care about what, I don't care what anybody from North Allerton thinks about anything. <laughs> and I stand by well, it's only about, it's, it's, it's only about 15 people, so you're not upset. That. Yeah, and they're all related anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all parents yeah. and dads and brothers with yeah yeah my uncle jerry's yeah. also my cousin norman and that's he's my sister too it, it works for us I <laughs> anyway anyway who's got- he gave birth yeah. to me he gave birth Anna, to you me. brought those cows in it's almost time for milk in love uh- <laughs> <laughs> for, for the record that's not what happens in north Allerton. Yeah, go there don't go there just don't go there. <laughs> it's a lovely town oh dear sorry the people of north Allerton. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we're talking about, Antonio Conte? You seen this picture of his hair? You seen this, Mike? Mm, I haven't. No. No. Right. So he has to describe it. So good. Um, so, so that works well for the feature. Um, so, um, as per the link on the running order, <laughs> there's, there's a right, as soon as I saw Spurs, I just stopped reading. So I, I read yeah. everything else. Though it was great. So there's a picture of I actually did Antonio same. Conte. Good. <laughs> In in the mid nineties, like having lost all his hair. Don't cough, oh yeah, don't I've, I've seen that photo. <laughs> um, having lost his hair, what do so you he's mean? Got, is that like when he's sent up against against the goalpost? Yeah, well, there's is that. that. There's one of him as a yeah, manager, and it's basically like proper, like a proper bald, like with straggly, like Bobby Moore, uh, yeah, Bob, Bobby yeah. Charles style, like really awful. And obviously now he's got a thick, luscious barnet. So the co- is that like a weave that he's got then now? Well, this is a stick on. So weave. what I thought is this, and this is why I put the link in the running order because it could be quite a good start of an item. But don't worry, I'll explain it to you anyway. <laughs> so I was going to say, what cosmetic procedure, Hannah, would you have if you yeah. could have one? Well, I've had two children, so 
go figure. So that <laughs> everything. <laughs> like you can get these mummy makeovers where they can like do your boobs, your fanny, your stomach, like everything. Obviously edit out all the words I've just said. Um and uh you can or get like stomach. a mummy makeover. <laughs> no when Naughty. You 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 Oh, I might cut that. (laughs) Get one of them sorted out. Um, Yeah, but you can get like everything done and get like perky boobs and stuff. But did you know if you get um if you get your boobs done and like a a uplift, they have to cut your nipples out and then cut some skin out, lift whatever up, and then put some implants in and then sew your nipples back on again. That's a, a boob lift. An uplift, whatever it is. But what did you know? But what that? If they, Imagine having your nipples. What if cut. they re- fin- like? What if for a joke they reattach them in the wrong place? Like <laughs> your forehead. Yeah. Right, sorry, I just I just Ooh, um, took really my headphones itchy. off for that bit because I felt sick. It's very unprofessional, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Well, just gonna breastfeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what? You hungry? Me. <laughs> 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 oh. Suck on that. <laughs> oh, God, look at Mike's face. Look at Mike's face. So well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about because I generally turned off after Hannah said they cut your nipples off. Nipples, Mike. We're talking yeah, about that's, nipples. <laughs> that's what they do. So I, I would have um, a full body makeover. That would be lovely. What happen, Maybe in about 10 What years. happens when you have your, like, your vagina um, not reset? <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, can we, guys, sorry, can we reset the vagina, please? Uh, it's... Turn it off and on again. Turn it off and on again. Yeah, no, sorry, I can see out our mouth. So it's no, oh, Jesus, Joseph. <laughs> but like, what they, they tighten it? Well, I think I mean I haven't read into it. Like I'm only joking. Lies, it's but, one of your um, favorites. I presume. I, pre- I presume. So I remember after I'd had my uh, my first child, I so I was so hormonal, and um, you know there was a lot of stitches involved. And the midwife said to me, um, she was like, "Listen, if I was you." Uh, just don't don't look down there for about six weeks because it's pretty bad. Jesus. And I was like, right. So I phoned my husband and I was like, you're never going to want to have sex with me again. And he was like, you're just tired. You're okay. He's like, I'm sure I will. Um, and I was like, you were. She said never to look at my vagina again. And I was like, you're going you're gonna to just have to have sex with like a prostitute or something for a few years. And my, my husband was like, hey. Where was he? Was he, <laughs> and was he like, just in, because you're in the hospital. Was he in the pub? He was at work. No, he was at work. Yeah. <laughs> He was at a brothel. Yeah. Um, Sorry, so I was in the bookies. Was, the two fifteen uh, at Kempton's about to start, love. So just give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, one of my mates was with him, and she and he overheard the conversation. So he thinks it's really funny. He's like, "Oh yeah, I've got a friend." And like after she gave him birth, she told her husband he could like have sex with prostitutes and stuff. And I was like, "That kind of has been really taken out of context." And uh, my other half was like, "But you, you did say that to me." You I was like, it, yeah, "Yeah, but I was tired and hormonal." I don't think it has been taken out of context. Pretty much is what you said. <laughs> Sad, you want to say? And I was like, "Have you ever cheated on me? I'll cut your dick off." But a lot of wow, wow, a lot of I like COVID, Hannah. She's really she's so unpredictable. <laughs> but a lot of um, a lot of women have those weird lip things, don't they? Like lip filler things. I think that's I think that's such an odd look. Yeah, don't you like the? Well, it's like a uh, they look like they've been stung by a bee. They re- they look like being stuck on. They look like um like Mr. Potato Head, like when you stick the lips on. I dated a girl once, yeah. and it's like we probably went out for like six, seven weeks or something. Um, Long term. Yeah, she. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, she again, not the the record, not the uh, not the brightest button in the box. Um, she uh, she used to tell me the big. Th- issue in her life was she couldn't work out who she was a receptionist who was stealing the biscuits out of her drawer <laughs> that was like her biggest problem in life so at the time I was part of like a tv show that was collapsing and like there was like a lawsuit and stuff so that we couldn't like to try and get everybody paid and she was like yeah I think because my cousin works there I think it might be her that's taking the biscuits but I don't know to be honest like I'm gonna put a camera in so well do keep me posted I'm just gonna be over here jumping off this building so my career's gone south <laughs> again um but yeah basically we were dating and I couldn't work out what was different about her and then I realized like because she told me that basically her lips had been going down for like the time we'd been dating so I was like, she looks different like she keeps looking different and it's like because at the start they were like massive and by the end they'd gone back to normal human lips which I thought was much better so there you go and could you feel when you kissed her could you did it feel weird I mean obviously I haven't got anything in my lips because they're like paper slit lips but um could you feel anything in her lips like were they lumpy or anything I 
retrospectively, I think I could, but I don't know if I'm just making that up. And also, no, you definitely couldn't, Joe. Well, yeah, you couldn't. They're quite, they're, they're quite well done, aren't they? Like, I, you'd be surprised at how many girls get them. Like, it's especially oh, hello, my sort of age group. <laughs> like, you guys are probably a bit like a bit too senior for it, but my sort of age group. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> Anna, in our day, of course, I mean, we were just worried about, uh, we were worried about the Germans dropping. If our Tamagotchi was going to die. <laughs> yeah. worried about the plague, weren't you? Yeah. Great fire of London. Hannah, yeah, Hannah was drawing uh, drawing lines in charcoal at the back of her legs, so the American GIs would think she had nylons on. <laughs> they saw her. That's what people used to do. It's it a very it's specific. True, yeah, me and Hannah were just, oh, we're just, what are we going to do, Hannah? I don't have anything left in my ration book. I can't get any butter this week. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, yeah, because the girls with their lip fillers. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different era. Totally wow. different. Oh, that Dame Vera Lynn, she's a beauty. <laughs> surely, surely, guys, though, I reckon there's a lot of footballers and a lot of guys that have like Botox and um, stuff like that in their face now. Guys like groom a lot more than girls. But I hate it. Yeah. Like, Joe. No, I, no, I moisturize and all that stuff. But honestly, I'd never get anything cosmetic done because it's like, I don't know, it's just your face and it. Don't worry about it. Be happy with who you are. Like, it's just kind of, it's a nice message, isn't it? But like, it's turned into a self help podcast. No, but oh, you <laughs> love yourself. Can I just say, anybody who wants self help would not have got 52 minutes in. Because there's been so yeah, much right. works. <laughs> like, skip forward to 52 minutes if you actually want something helpful. Um, but like that, the big lips, the Love Island look, the big lips and like the like the plastic mm. surgery and stuff and like the Botox, I don't think, and everyone would be like, oh, she's so fit. And I'd be like, and all the blokes on like Love Island would be like, she's really fit. I'd be like, she looks so odd. I just don't, I don't know. I like, I was chatting to someone recently. They said, I, I want to have Botox there so I don't have like laugh lines. I was like, but listen to what you're saying. Like, that's like, that's really nice. Cause it means you laugh. Yeah, Joe, you say that, but um, there was just to, just to play devil's advocate a little bit. There was, there was actually a guy in Love Island uh, the most recent season. It's called Hugo, who basically said exactly what you're saying. And he was preaching to, to well, he wasn't preaching. So he was preaching to the anti-choir, whatever that is, because... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, all of the people in there had these lip fillers and like Botox and everything. And he was basically saying, I prefer a natural girl one. And they got really upset because their their argument was, well, if getting Botox and lip fillers makes us feel better and makes us feel less self-conscious, then surely we should be able to do that. And I I agree with that. 100%. But I, I would say like, without getting too deep, I think it's like a societal thing that pressures girls to look a particular way due to like social media so but if it does make a girl feel better then you know fair Absolutely, play yeah. i agree with that and i know people who've had boob jobs because they were like basically like felt self-conscious about their boobs i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying like i and boob jobs is a different thing but i just think like the lip fillers and that sort of stuff i just think i prefer i prefer without um right mike to bring it back to the original question um obviously the <laughs> on our football podcast no, the procedure i would have i mean what i would have to have is a penis reduction because it's just like it's it's un no do you know what it's unmanageable because like joe can you remember what you said to me when we first met in barcelona when no. we were um presenting so the oh first God. time i met joe and uh, we went for a drink at the bar and uh, you said you came down and you said something. And I remember you had um, blue jeans on and a white T-shirt and you made a joke. And like literally one of the first things you said to me was like, yeah, because um, I've literally got a tiny penis. <laughs> I don't think I would have said it in that context. And it was you like, must have had truth serum that night. I remember looking at him and then I was like, I felt like I felt like I needed to look at your crotch area because I was like, oh God, has he? And then I remember for like five minutes after you'd obviously made a bit of a joke about it. So you were maybe midway midway through a conversation with somebody else. But I remember looking at you thinking, oh, poor guy, like must be awful having a really tiny penis. And then <laughs> I realized that you were probably just having a bit of bad I'm joking because it's massive. It's intimidating. But yeah, just, I just had this. Well, I think Joe, like your, your jeans are so tight. I think we've, we've all seen it. Well, so, like, so to be skinny. fair, mate, you're, you're no stranger to an extreme skinny fit. Yeah, but I think you've seen what I'm working with recently, so you know, I'm, I, I can get away with it. Do you know it. what? You could do a lot worse than Mike Stavrou's little caterpillar, let me tell you. Girlfriend is a, is a lucky is a lucky girl because, oh, that thing, he knows he knows what he's doing. Mike, Mike what would you yeah. have? Um, so it probably doesn't work practically, but I think maybe like if my little finger could become a penis, that would be quite Why quite would you cool, want that? What, so you I don't know. But no, but <laughs> not so it's just out like when you go to Tesco, but if it's, if, if, if it's like retractable and you can, you can sort of just like, because like the, the little finger is pretty useless. Well, like Wolverine's to me. claws. 
Yeah, a little bit, but only one. Like, I don't want all. My, I want to be able to use penis my hands. Finger, so. Penis hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just one little finger. I don't know. I think it'll be quite cool. You obviously like get a bit of attention from it, wouldn't you? Yeah, obviously. What would you use it for? I think you can use your imagination. Yeah, but no one is going to want to have sex with your penis finger, Mike. <laughs> Especially your little finger. I thought you might have gone for a bigger finger. No, but obviously that. it's going to be. Well, this this like hypothetical, but it's it's, it's going to be like quite chody. Um, but it's like it's, it's obviously like retractable, so it's not going to be there all, all the time. Can it? Can it get yeah. hard? So sometimes it's just because of Willie. Because obviously it would, it would just be flopping about most of the yeah. time. And then no, sometimes no, it when it comes like, out, it is like <laughs> it is it is like Wolverine's claws in the sense that when it comes out, like it's ready to go. You know. Um. I think that's probably so, yeah. probably the best place to leave it um, this week. If it's Mike's penis finger. Oh, God. Uh, the thought of it flopping. Is I don't know where that came from. Um, if you do want to get in touch with the show on TikTok, it's uh, Rosehead Pod. And thank you very much because we... Um, we got over 100,000 views on TikTok in the last month. So thank you very much. And well done, Hannah, who's been running it as well. So well done, Hannah. I'm happy to admit that I run it now. Do you remember Congrats, when Hannah. I used to get all the hate? We've turned the uh, notifications off, but when I used to get all the hate and it's like, oh, and you used to be like, well, it's not me that's running it. You know, it's Hannah. <laughs> and now I'm happy to say. <laughs> Hannah now runs it because you can't comment. Um, but we might turn the comments back <laughs> yeah. on and then, then it'll ruin our lives and we'll and turn them off break again. down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rosehead Pod on TikTok and Instagram. We're also on Facebook. You can find us there. We're on YouTube and it's Rosehead Soccer on Twitter. Um, thank you very much. Hannah? Thank you. Thanks, Mike. I just have one more thing to add, by the way, um, just to, just to boast a little bit. Um, so me, me and Hannah made a Rosed uh, fantasy football, which no one joined other than me and Hannah. Well, because I asked you yeah. two Thanks, to do guys. a promo for it, and it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, god, that's so uh, But I, 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 just to boast, I'm actually top five thousand in the world, and Hannah's doing rubbish. So, so you are genuinely, you are actually amazing at fantasy you football. You said this to me I'm this having week, the worst. Hannah. The, the, yeah, the, I'm having the worst season I've ever had. I didn't change my team. Was it the week before? Like, I've just not, I've genuinely not been very good and I'm not doing very well. Um, but you are actually insane. And your um, points compared to the three leagues that I'm in are, would you would be top as well? Oh, You're like cheers, smashing it. Like Thank absolutely you. smashing it. Well done. <laughs> there you go. It's a nice Just moment to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Cut. Um, right. Yeah. So thank you very much, Hannah. Thank Cheers, you. Mike. Cheers. And we'll see you next time. Bye.